And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Fuck tan. Why'd you have to be so prominent? My calves are so red, and my feet are blinding white. Welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Tuesday, May 9th, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Millis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to him, it's the bearded one, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Ayo. Ayo. And last but not least, over yonder, right over there, super producer, J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Shout out, as always, to the stream team for joining us live right now on YouTube. We'd love to see it. Hit that little like button, comment away, make sure you subscribe, and get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. And hey, if you don't have a subscription to The Athletic by now, what are you doing? Let's go. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks so they know that we sent you, we guided you to the greatest subscription in sports. Great Mother's Day gift. That's what That's I've a heard. Gr- good call, Tess. Good call. Uh, all right, we're going to get <laughs> into... A good reminder for us. <laughs> Make an order today, buddy. It's this weekend, right? Yeah, it's Absolutely. this Sunday. <laughs> yes. Uh, we Fellas. will get into a little NBA news a little bit later, but we start with the playoffs and some good ones again last night. We'll start with the late game. Lakers rallying past the Warriors 104-101. They take the 3-1 series lead. Is this the end of the Warriors dynasty? But lots to unpack from this game. Lonnie Walker, the fourth. Are you kidding me? A 15-point fourth quarter from (laughs) Lonnie Walker, the fourth. I can guarantee there wasn't a Lakers-Warriors preview that mentioned that man's name. Not Uh, one. Probably right. (laughs) I thought I was crazy mentioning Troy Brown's name. I thought that was crazy. Mm. It felt a little crazy. Nobody. I went and listened to Lakers podcast, specifically Lakers podcast. No one mentioned Lonnie Walker, the fourth before this series. And I don't know what the the intangible thing LeBron does, but this is a LeBron thing where he's got everybody in their role. It started with Austin Reeves game one against the Grizzlies, that 14 point fourth quarter. Rui Achimura had a great series. Dennis Schroeder has had lots of moments. D'Angelo Russell has had lots of moments. This is a game where the Warriors started Gary Payton the second. They went super small. LeBron wasn't driving and taking advantage of that possession after possession after possession. They just bided their time. The the switch really, really worked. And in that fourth quarter, uh, where Gary Payton the second probably didn't have enough minutes, uh, he, he finished with a great plus-minus. The Warriors decided to go with Moses Moody, and the guy who took over was literally Lonnie Walker. Yeah. And then the Warriors shot selection down the sh- stretch we can get to, but... The fact that we have here, they they went and got Malik Beasley at the trade deadline. Didn't play him. Uh, Darvin Ham has touched everything perfectly. Is it the end of the dynasty? Well, the Lakers, yeah, have have the Warriors number. Um, they they just they weren't shooting properly at the end. They weren't they weren't themselves at the end. 
And you can see it. Lakers got the vibes. There's a reason we didn't talk about Lonnie Walker the fourth heading into this series. He played 15 total minutes against the Grizzlies. He didn't play in game one of this series. He got into some garbage time in game two where they're getting crushed. And I guess Darvin Ham saw something he liked, got some more minutes in game three, and then got a real opportunity in game four. And holy crap, did he take advantage of it? He was hitting some was crazy, big man. buckets. In this one, nearly outscored the Warriors by himself. It was 17 for the Warriors, 15 for Lonnie Walker the fourth in the final period. I thought he draw he drew the huge uh, illegal screen offensive foul there on Draymond Green too. That was like three and a half to go. That was a big play. Yeah, they're calling um, illegal screens. Weird. A lot yeah. of illegal screens. <laughs> yeah, <on this one. laughs> got ding for that one. He definitely moved a little too late. Uh, but Walker, first Lakers bench player to score at least 15 points in one quarter of a playoff game since Kobe Bryant. 26 years to the day. In any bench quarter? Player. 1997. <laughs> bench a long time ago. Fourth quarter. Yeah. Any quarter, Tass. 15, cool. players, 15 points for a bench player. Obviously cool. uh, pretty cool. big here. Cool. Pretty cool. Very, very, very cool. Yeah. Uh, we were doing a playback stream for game two, the blowout. I remember saying, you want to stick around? See who earns some minutes mm. in garbage time? Nobody wanted to stick around. <laughs> Lonnie Walker had a decent game in game two. We didn't even bring him up as a random positive from that game, but... He was completely ready. He had the confidence. He made that play where it was a, like a loose ball, and he outrun basically everybody, finished at the rim uh, ahead of Clay. There was a time when I thought a little bit too much dip on Lonnie's chip right here. He took a bad shot. He had a turnover. But Darvin Ham said, no, we're sticking with you, Lonnie, because you've got it rolling right now. Obviously, Russell wasn't playing very well last night. He had won two games for the Lakers in this series, basically. But instead, it was the Lonnie Walker game. And I got to say... A lot of these baskets were on Stephen Curry. Mm-hmm. That was another big part of this was LeBron hunting out Steph Curry, or if he couldn't get Curry on a switch, giving it to Lonnie, who did have Curry on a switch, and just rising and shooting over the top. He had the confidence to take some really tough shots, and he made a bunch of them. It was incredible. His name is Lonnie Walker the fourth, too. I mean, come on. In game four. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> the script writers nailed it. The, the really weird stuff there with the, the Warriors shots at the end, the, the two forced clays in the last two minutes, or Clay Thompson. It was unclay like. The 30 footer, even the broadcasters, even Brian Anderson questioned, whoa, whoa, uh, from, from 30 feet. Uh, the, the Draymond getting an offensive rebound down one point with 25 seconds left. He had Dennis Schroeder in front of him, five feet from the from the hoop, decided to pass out, and then uh, Curry missed that a very long J as well with nine seconds on the shot clock. I know Curry hits those shots, but it was a lot of contested stuff, and then he turned the ball over a little later. And you mentioned the, the fresh legs. You were sticking with Lonnie Walker. I th- you could say that the Warriors were a little gassed at the end. Mm-hmm. They played four guys, the, the four main guys in, in Draymond, Wiggins, and the Splash Bros, all 12 minutes, and they went away from Gary Payton II uh, to go to Moses Moody. Who, Gary Payton II just kind of was stretching the floor, and by stretching the floor, I mean getting to the rim, and everybody you know, had a little bit more space. So it was a little surprising uh, that Kerr went away from that. It was sort of wild to see Darvin Ham and the Lakers, led by LeBron out there and AD, Completely know the hammer play that was coming with about 15 seconds to go where Draymond had the bad turnover because LeBron and AD knew exactly what they were doing. That's going to be a try and be a clay uh, three-pointer in the corner with the back screen on it. They switched it. Dre got up in the air, threw it away. And then they still even have a chance after I thought was a pretty quickly called jump ball in the corner there. Wiggins wins it, tips it back to Curry. 
he falls down and instead of calling a timeout, which they did have, and I wonder if he was in his head a little bit, like, hey, do we have one from what happened obviously earlier? He just threw it over his head and out of bounds. I, I couldn't believe they had even another chance after the uh, the Draymond turnover, but they did. I thought great play by Curry to get the tip on exactly. the jump ball to actually get the rebound. But, I mean, in that scenario, how much time was on the clock when they even went for the jump ball? Like five seconds. Five. He's probably thinking, I'm running out of time. I just got to throw it near the three-point line. Maybe somebody will grab it yeah. and chuck it in. Uh, but, yeah, timeout could have been called. Uh, but yeah, the hammer thing is hilarious because it's called the hammer because he's Darvin Ham and he invented the play. <laughs> That's amazing. So maybe go with another one in that <laughs> scenario. But the Warriors were pretty bad in the fourth yep. quarter. 17 points only. Curry went four for 11. It was basically just, hey man, take us home. Get us this win here. And unfortunately, Curry couldn't do it. Uh, they went away from the pick and roll with Anthony Davis in the second half. They did it 24 times, the Warriors did, and it was working every single time. They were getting a good look basically throughout the first half. Only six times in the second half did Anthony Davis's defender screen for Steph Curry. They switched the matchup before it was Gary Payton is who Davis was guarding in the first half. In the second half, it was Wiggins. But for whatever reason, the Warriors just don't want to do that. They don't want to play that way where Curry dominates the ball for an entire game, whereas with the Lakers, they say okay, we've got Lonnie Walker rolling, we're going to him every time. Mm -hmm. Or we're going to LeBron every time. It's hard to do, to play the same way every time down the court. If the Warriors would have done that, they maybe pull off this win. Uh, who else from the Warriors side of things shit the bed in game four? <laughs> I mean, you said Clay, who had had a rough, rough game, and took those two pretty ill-advised three, especially Pools that shots. one with like less than two minutes to go early in the shot clock. They're down one. He took a Clay-like three... That he obviously can hit, but like it felt like he had just hit five in a row. You know what I mean? And yes. I know that's sort of how Clay sort of comes about the games. Like, well, I missed that one. My next one will probably go in, but that was a weird one. You saw sort of the reactions too. The other one before that, he was a little forced into it because the shot clock situation. Moody had picked up his dribble, and then finally sort of gave him the grenade, and he had to uh, take the deep, deep three. But like anyone else in particular, or what Kerr did in terms of who played and who didn't, uh, Tass in this game four. Well, I know people are questioning, well, Jermichael Green was had a good couple games, you know, good moments as we were watching that game two blowout. Uh, why didn't he get more minutes? I thought Gary Payton the second was phenomenal in his minutes, other than when he puked in his mouth there uh, <laughs> midway through the first quarter, and Steve Kerr didn't want to use a timeout then, so Draymond Green threw it into the front row because uh, he thought Gary Payton would be coming up, you know, and said he was going back and saying, hello, I got vomit in my mouth. Can you please call a timeout? No. Uh, weird. Weird stuff. But he came back. I thought, is he done? No, he came back. He had a great game. Uh, so I, th I thought Kerr's rotation there was great, except for the fourth quarter. And they, they got it done. Uh, they did go away from getting in the paint a little bit, going to the pick and roll that you mentioned uh, late in the fourth quarter. They had green. Uh, uh, Anthony Davis stretched out all game with this Gary Payton, the second mm -hmm. move. It was a little surprising. They were dominating points in the paint. What? This team against Anthony Davis and LeBron? Yeah, they were doing what they were supposed to do. So it came down to – this was this was a, a real playoff game. Did it not feel like just like a playoff game coming down to the, the wire, uh, shot versus shot, kind of an ugly game. Um, and, and I guess they were a little gassed. And uh, the, the Lakers dipped into the well for a Lonnie Walker who barely played, and he was the difference. Jordan Poole, 10 minutes in this one. Zero points. Oh, that's the guy you wanted me to talk well, about. Well, he missed yeah. all four of he his was shots. Bad. He was bad. It's easy to forget about him. <laughs> he didn't yeah. play a second in the fourth quarter. Didn't I mean, that's him. been, that's been a trend here, yeah, for Two the minutes, Warriors. Um, he's averaging eight points per game. This is a guy that's paid way more than a guy that gives you eight points per game. 
and he's barely now sniffing the floor here, and, and probably rightfully so, what we've seen from him, at least. But, I mean, Wiggins was, I thought, okay in this one, but I keep thinking back to the Warriors' title run last year. All we talked about was Andrew Wiggins. A lot of times, you know, Jordan Poole stepping up, having big moments, and those two guys, I think in this series at least, for whatever reason, credit to the Lakers' defense and how they've played them, they've been reduced. And you're right, Trey, it feels like at times it's like, Steph, save us, man. <laughs> Just go save us, uh, and we'll see what he can do, see if he can possibly do it for somehow three games in a row. We saw him do it in Game Seven against the Kings, but I'm uh, not thinking it's likely for three in a row here. But yeah, Jordan Poole, man, this is an I- this is an issue. Not only just for the series, but possibly moving forward. Oh, because his contract hasn't even started yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah, how much is it? One forty, close. Yeah, four years, one hundred and forty, and the guy can't play in the playoffs two straight seasons uh, in a row. The thing with the Warriors is, who's their second best player? They've had one second best player so far in this series when Clay had a, an awesome game, 30 points in three quarters uh, in game two. Other than that, nobody else has really stepped up consistently. Three for 11, Clay last night. Wiggins went two for six on threes. I think every three he took was wide open. He's yes. got to have more of an yes. impact as well. And then Poole, he's just not even a consideration for Steve Kerr to start at this point. And that was like the go-to move um, last season. Looney also didn't really do much. He's kind of been played out of this series a little bit. Draymond had very little impact in this game, had the sick behind the back with the little jelly. That was a cool move, but he's not a guy that you're worried about scoring. So, yeah, it's like Gary Payton did score 15 points last night, but somebody's got to score on this team. They thought it would be Curry in the fourth quarter. Like, he was taking all their shots. He took 11 attempts in the fourth quarter. They took 17 shots. Somebody else has to do something. Yeah. Clay was trying to do something, uh, but he was basically Jordan Poole out there. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then from the Lakers side of things, you know, AD, solid game here for uh, alternating days, really. Uh, 23 and 15, great defense. I mean, obviously had Curry on him uh, at the end a couple times. Curry was dancing, and he was trying his damnedest to stay with them. Curry missed that jumper. That led to that offensive rebound that got kicked out. And then Curry thought, okay, maybe I just danced on him and it went nowhere, so I'm just going to pull up three. AD contested it. I thought he had a good game. And then Reeves in the starting lineup. Uh, you know, we talked about Lonnie Walker, who was huge, but he had 21 points. Hit three threes, got to the line a little bit, four assists. I thought he had one of his better games in this particular series. Yeah, for uh, sure. Going back to, like you said, that game one. Absolutely, yeah, and uh, it didn't look great to start. He missed his first couple, um, but yeah, he came along. <laughs> he came along for the ride, uh, and that's why you can sit D'Angelo Russell. Uh, yeah, because they're Darvin Ham again, um, going five guards deep. Really, it's uh, pretty miraculous that that this happened um, from the team that started this season. Even Dennis Schroeder, I, I know he yeah, had had a, a boner of a turnover late, but. That guy, is, it's just a wild scenario where he got with the Lakers, thought he was going to get four for 80, leaves the Lakers, and comes back as an August signing. Um, boom. I mean, he's playing really key minutes as their yeah. their lead ball handler, so everything is, is was working for them and not so much on the other side. What's wild about the Lakers being up 3-1, Trey, is we haven't even here this morning really talked about LeBron James. Like, all these other guys, it's AD as their star player right now at this point uh, in this series and maybe a LeBron's career, and then all these other contributing factors. They're up 3-1. They have a chance to end maybe the Warriors' dynasty. And it's not because LeBron is single-handedly, like, dragging him across the finish line. He had played a good game. You brought it up, and Tass, you said, like, he, he impacts a player like Lonnie Walker, obviously, uh, all the eyes and focus on him at times. But it's just nuts to me that, you know, he had a good game, but nothing crazy. Or in this entire series. That's that's true, but he's also had 
stretches, I think, where he dominates the game, and you go back and look at the stats, and yeah, he led the Lakers in scoring last night, despite Lonnie yeah. Walker going for 15 in the fourth quarter. He had six assists, and honestly, he completely dominated the fourth quarter, I thought. It was Lonnie doing all the scoring, but LeBron was back in 2015 mode, I guess, when he was in slowdown. Uh, Kyrie Irving hurt at that point. Kevin Love hurt at that point. We just got to go to football mode and run the clock down every single time. 12 times he got Steph Curry on him and switches in the fourth quarter. That completely wore Curry down, which is why Walker's giving him buckets, why he doesn't have the legs to go by Anthony Davis on the last couple of possessions of the game. LeBron hit a sky hook at one point in this game. I thought that was cool to see. After he blocked he Curry, too, in the fourth. You're right. That was his one block. Yep. Um, but, yeah, he – I don't know. LeBron – doesn't have as big of a gas tank anymore, but he definitely knows when to use it. He knows where those superchargers are, and he's got to plug in his <laughs> Ford Mustang down the road. He's like, I got I got 15 miles. I can get there, but I got to completely time it out perfectly. You know what I couldn't believe uh, for, for the iconic career he has had? I feel like LeBron, in playoff moments, always splits a pair at the free throw line in late games. <laughs> you could go back. You'd have to check the tape. I don't have your percentages for you, but he like always hits one or two. Last night, he hit four straight free throws in the final 237 of this game. The Lakers didn't miss a free throw. They went 20 for 20. LeBron perfect 5 for 5. But I thought that was big. It's like I've seen so many LeBron playoff games. I think a lot of it half the time is because of he's him having to carry teams for 45 minutes or so that he gets to the end of the games and maybe has a little bit of a mental lapse and, and splits them. I thought those were huge four straight uh, in a game that obviously came down to one possession. But 20 or 20 at the line. I mean, it gets overlooked because of the Lonnie Walker game and AD having a monster game, LeBron taking over. But, you know, they took care of business there. They're free points, man. Take them. Yeah, it's it, absolutely because they basically shot the same from the floor. It, it, it is weird to see a, a 40 of 86 for the Warriors and a 39 of 86 uh, from the Lakers. Warriors hit a few more threes, but then, um, yeah, the Lakers took care of business. Absolutely. And uh, it is, it's it's strange to look at the, the shot distribution in that fourth quarter. LeBron only shot three times, did get to the line a couple times, uh, but... Lonnie Walker was in takeover mode. <laughs> the line, uh, Lonnie Walker shot nine times. LeBron shot three times, and then there were some other trickles in, um, and it, it sort of matched the Warriors. Steph shot eleven times, and then Clay shot three times, and some other trickles. It was just it was just Steph versus Lonnie, and and, and Trey brings up good points about Steph being gassed a little bit because he had to do a lot on the defensive end. They hunted him, and these in these small situations, they and that's why Kerr went to Moses Moody over Gary Payton because he's taller uh, just to have lo longer length out there because this is the non-Kevon Looney series um it, it non hasn't non-Kevon hasn't happened for him in this series they just went tiny uh but Curry went after on the boards too I mean the, the triple double uh because he's boarding they they realized they had to board all together and they did that right and we almost got there uh just looking ahead to game five down three one do you have any read feel on this series Trey is is this over here for the Warriors, especially this, you know, iteration of this team, maybe? Well, if the Lakers rest their starters in Game 5. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is going around right now. I'm not sure if you saw that. No, thankfully I haven't. Social media enough to yeah. see that. May have been a greenie throwing out the idea of uh, mm -hmm. Lakers should maybe rest all their guys in Game 5. That's a I'm bold, heard, bold I'm move. I'm expecting to see AD and LeBron <laughs> out there. I don't know. I don't know about Darvin Ham, what he's going to do in this one, but I think they'll be out there. I mean, you got to imagine that the Warriors are going to play their best game of the series in Game 5. They will at least have a lot of desperation, and when that's the case, they kind of do go curry or bust. They'll give him the ball and actually let him run 25 pick-and-rolls in the first half and in the second half. Right. 
I would imagine they force a game uh, six, but I've been wrong about the Lakers for a long time, so I'm pretty close to actually forcing myself into believing in these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I said if they win, in my brain, I said if they win in the second round, I'll believe in the Lakers. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's against the Kings or the Warriors, and unfortunately, we're getting close right here. It's just uh, amazing, really. We all expected at least one of their big two to take over, and it just really hasn't happened. Anthony Davis went from, what is it? Eight field goals made in the first half to two in the second half. That's all. Uh, but they, they got enough from everybody else. Mm-hmm. So that's the really, really shocking part, I think, when we were discussing this series. We thought, okay, Anthony Davis is going to have to be the guy for at least a couple games, a monster. And he has been definitely good enough, obviously. They're up 3-1. Uh, but they, they're getting lots of contributions. So can't doubt this team. What did you say on yesterday's podcast? Uh, was it uh, Tinsley that came up with the – the two one one two one one theory, mm-hmm. uh, and just to remind people that maybe weren't joining us yesterday, the idea of two one one, two wins from your superstar player, one win from like your secondary player, and then one win from like a role player. Yeah. So where are the Lakers sitting then in this series right now? Do we have a LeBron game coming? Wouldn't that mean what it is? Have we had that? Interesting. Okay, so this is the role player win, obviously. Lonnie 100%. Walker, uh, Anthony Davis, thirty and twenty three. That's one of your best player yep. wins. I don't know. What are you saying for for the blowout? Yeah. There was a, there was a huge stretch there in the second and third quarter where AD and LeBron were definitely dominating True. on that huge stretch. So maybe you give that one to LeBron uh, for putting his biggest imprint on okay. the series, I guess. Okay, okay, I'll buy that. Uh, or you could give it to AD, and then there's a LeBron game coming. Uh, I don't know. That would he be my to, concern. He seemed to throw back a little bit in this one for that sure. That would be my concern if you're a Warriors fans. So let's hear from you out there. Uh, you know, is this a wrap? In Game 5, this thing still screams 7 to you. Is it the Lakers, no doubt, winning it? Is this the end of the Warriors dynasty? Blow it all up. See you later, Jordan Poole. We're trading you. What do you think? Let's hear from everybody. Any other thoughts on uh, this very entertaining game? Or we'll move to the other one. Get back James Wiseman, I guess, is their move. (laughs) Build a dynasty around James Wiseman. Uh, They get back Gary Payton the second. That's their thing. uh, Go get back, guys. Miami Heat take a 3-1 lead. They hold off the Knicks for the 109-101 victory in Game 4. Trey, it feels like the story from this one was Miami on the offensive glass. 13 overall, but 7 in the fourth quarter in the final period there. I wrote in my notes, the Knicks look like they're stuck in mud. It felt like there were three Heat players to whatever loose ball, whatever offensive rebound before any Knicks player was even moving towards it. Um, But what were your takeaways from this one? Knicks 100% got nixed in this one. They got beat up on the glass post-game. Julius Randle said, maybe they want it more. (laughs) Probably not what you want to hear from one of your stars of the team who had six turnovers and fouled out and, I don't know, call this guy Trent Reznor because it feels like he's always on a downward spiral. (laughs) I'm telling you, when Randle is balling, the guy looks like the happiest dude on earth and the team looks like they have great vibes and as soon as he misses two shots in a row... I would make another Nine Inch Nails reference, but I was never a huge fan, unfortunately. <laughs> Nonetheless, ten dunks in this one for Miami. Five of them came in the first quarter, and it was just they were setting the tone out there. Jimmy was the best player on the court, and then all of the best role players happened to be for the Miami Heat as well. I thought Caleb Martin was incredible in this game, had that huge dunk in the fourth quarter yeah. when Miami was kind of struggling to put some baskets together, but... It feels like the Knicks are out of answers in this series because the answer would be make some three-pointers, and clearly that's just not going to happen. Maybe they get hot uh, in game five and force a game six, uh, but that's really their only hope is 
somehow getting hot and making 23s because the heat are in their heads. Like, it's over at this point uh, to me because it feels very much like the Knicks versus the Cavs where the Knicks are like, if we miss, we just get the ball back. Yeah. And that's how the heat feel right now. Yeah, that's what it's hard to believe that this is the same Knicks team that dominated the Cavs on the glass and now the exact opposite feels like it's happening because uh, I know when you look at the actual rebounding numbers throughout the series it's pretty damn close but in this game and at more times than not it's Miami just out it, outworking them it's sort of like I think Randall's right they do want it more man that's what appears watching the game that ain't good to hear from your player star player but what'd you take away from this one Tess? well yeah the Knicks if you look at their scoring numbers from their stars they should have won this game if you look at Brunson dropping 32 points on 10 to 21 shooting. Randall, 20 points on 8 of 13 shooting. Barrett, 9 of 16 shooting for 24 points. Fine. All great. They were they had hit their first 10 of 15 shots in this game. That's incredible for a Knicks team. But they were still down because they didn't win it around the margins. They didn't do the little things in this game, even though they were scoring. Uh, it was incredible. that they, they were shooting 67%, and they're still down to start this game. They gave it away five times early. Gabe Vincent uh, just just thrown in there and doing uh, kind of a, a Jose Alvarado to, to squeeze one from Quentin Grimes and then stole another one from Quentin Grimes, 30 feet from the bucket. And then the Knicks started to slow down. That pace wasn't going to keep up. And Emmanuel quickly not being in this game because of an ankle injury hurt them when they went to the bench. And so, yeah, the the, the, the rebounds, um, even though if you look, you look at the stats, I mean, they, it really was really, really similar shooting. They're, they're shooting 53% from the floor of the Knicks were. They're shooting 40% from three going into the th- uh, fourth quarter, and they're down nine because of turnovers and boards. Yeah, they didn't want it as much. Uh, it, it's, a, it, it is, it's one of those things where you lose game one, and a team takes momentum, and that's what's happened uh, in this series. Uh, it's, it's the same thing that happened to the Cavs. Uh, with the Knicks, and they just can't fight back. And, yeah, the Butler and, and friends are in their head for sure. It did feel like, though, in this game, Game 4, where the Knicks are down 2-1 in the series, that it felt like the Heat were down 2-1 with the way like they were playing and obviously going for those rebounds. And Randall is one of the league's best rebounders. Like, I checked. He finished ninth in the NBA. He averaged 10 boards per game. Does he ever grab, like, a big one, though? Like, I'm serious. <laughs> Like, it doesn't feel like it to me. Like, the ones you really damn need to stop the bleeding or whatever, it's like, ugh. I didn't, not last night, of course, because those all went to Miami. And I thought Mitchell Robinson got cooked by Bam in this game, too. I oh, thought big time. Early, it was apparent. They got a really good Bam game. Mitchell, I mean, you talk about, like, body language, too, was rough. They had that, that rough for, um, sequence in the first quarter, turnover in the backcourt the Knicks had. It led to a Bam dunk after a couple rebounds. Then Randall missed a rushed three, and then Struess hit a three in transition. I was like, oh boy. At the start of the third quarter, we had two Knicks players bobbling the ball out of out of bounds on a rebound. Like, they couldn't even, mm-hmm. like, say, oh, mine. They were like, at least they were fighting for it, I guess, but with each other, unfortunately. Just, like, things like that. I thought the audio assist segment from Tibbs, I thought he <laughs> sounded tired. These guys just sound like, oh, I don't know, we can't beat this team. They just want it more than us. I was like, I know. I was like, come on, Tibbs, where's the fight, man? Even Eagle at one point on the broadcast said, this is not a replay. (laughs) It's the same story over and over again. Yeah. Not good. Uh, The Knicks led two possessions in Miami. 33 total seconds. Wow. Wow. Um, Jimmy Butler had a great game. I thought half of his buckets were way too easy, though. Very little resistance. 
And good ball movement from Miami in this game. There were a couple really good possessions where four or five guys were touching it. 28 assists, 40 field goals made. The, the, the bench unit, another great game from Miami, led by Lowry, who I loved hearing Jim Jackson call a future Hall of Famer. Good on you, Jim. Start pushing that. But he started three for threes on the floor, and that entire unit was playing well, just like they did in Game 3. I think they had 17 points in the first half. Heck of a flop there, Lowry. He did his job. Uh, he did it extremely well. Real high hair on Kyle Lowry, I thought. He's going Haywood s- high hair. <laughs> I've never seen uh, Lowry. Does Haywood high hair? Haywood Highsmith also have high hair? You're really uh, noticing a lot of haircuts in this uh, well, We're watching a lot of games. Right, so you brought up Booker in. yesterday and Kyle Lowry today. You're right about Booker. Uh, yeah, the Suns are uh, they're, they're doing the, the hockey Let's grow some playoff beards. Mm, also, nice. campaign hmm. never had a beard. No way. He's got a beard now. Landry Shamit never had a beard. That's true. He's, he's, a, he's a J.E. Skeets. <laughs> who have been bald for his whole career. Then, boom, uh, pulls it out here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, along with Devin Booker. I'll be surprised if Devin Booker comes in with a haircut in game five. I don't think so. It's really grown in. Mm. Uh, so, Lowry, high hair. But, uh, <laughs> the, 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 yeah, the Knicks, um, unfortunately, in this one, yeah, Butler getting to the line, but. You know they're just they're just getting outplayed. They're getting out out hustled, and uh, yeah, you mentioned like the goofball move where they, the two guys run into each other. I thought the Quentin Grimes start first time in the series maybe a little too late. It worked. They they had space out there. Even if he wasn't hitting a ton of shots, he hit three threes. But they had space, and you saw Randall going at Max Struess uh, when they got that mat- matchup. But yeah, if just. You can't give away games because then you have these games where uh, the the little things don't go your way. And good night, Irene. Any other notes from the Heat going up 3-1? You said it's over. TK? Uh, I mean, surely New York could force uh, a game six. six, But um, I don't necessarily know that Madison Square Garden is a home court advantage. People get too excited to play there. Like, if you think about the best playoff moments in MSG history, they're almost all opponent moments. Because it's a huge stage, and if you do it in MSG, it matters more. So Jimmy Butler's going to have forty plus in Game Five, oh. and it's over. Oh, hmm. yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't see the Knicks don't have life. Um, so I don't know if Starks and Mello and whoever else is sitting courtside Can is going to give it to them. <laughs> Can be. Yeah, they go deep. It was Tim Thomas is also there. Who else? Uh, well, maybe Bernard King gives them some. Ewing life. was there for sure. Yep. Ewing, yeah. Yeah, it seems like they got a second roster out there. Uh, yeah, this is this. They just haven't lived up to the moment here in in the second round. It just it doesn't feel like the first round team. I know Tibbs was a little quiet that one point uh, <laughs> during the audio assist, but he was also loud uh, early second. Knicks were inbounding with ten seconds left on the shot clock. They get the ball in, they do nothing. Shot clock violation, and the ball just comes up uh, the other way. And Tibbs just you know. Just Tibbsy. All flabbergasted. He said, run the fucking play! Uh, they didn't do that. No. Enough. Uh, no, they didn't run it on that possession. Man. I don't know. If, it wasn't a heart game either. He may have been a, a little deflated going to the bench. There yeah. wasn't wasn't a lot of life. You expect Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson, and Hart to be those guys. And they were not. Uh, the Heat. A lot of cra- I, 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 I often say these teams aren't playing to their capabilities, and they're not. Cavs didn't do it in round one, but the Heat, a lot of credit to them for just sucking the life I, out th- of both teams. I thought this game could have easily been like a 25-point blowout for Miami. I will, The Knicks, like, they somehow had a counter to every little Heat run. Like, they were sticking around. A lot of it was like sort of made threes and was like, whoa, okay, that was a big one. Whoa, that one they needed out of the timeout. And it was like, oh, I was like, are they actually going to tie this series up? Because they were just staying within striking distance. But, yeah, in the, it was just the offensive rebounds at the end. They were getting stops. 
<laughs> there were stops. The Heat were missing, but you have to finish the possession. And man, like every one of those just felt bigger and bigger. Totally. Because I guess also in a series like this where not all that easy to score, a, a seven-point lead feels like, yeah, it feels sort of like 14 points. Yeah. Uh, where it's not like bang, 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 bang. You're going to get right back into it. Can't go down to the threes. Heat. You just can't get down to the heat because they're they play their asses off. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, Miami up three one. Lakers up three one. Both of these series could end in five, but you tell us whether or not we get a game six in either of them. Uh, both teams trying to survive on their home court on Wednesday night. Let's take our first break. When we come back, whole bunch of news from the NBA, including the all rookie teams. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Well, TAS is here, so you already know this first bit of news. The NBA isn't suspending Nuggets star Nikola Jokic for Game 5 against the Suns. League announced on Monday that it fined the Joker $25,000 for his slight little push there of Suns owner Matt Ishpia in Game 4 while he was trying to get the ball out of the crowd. But he will be available to play tonight in Denver with the series tied 2-2. Improper contact, says Dumars. I'm fine with the 25K. The only regrets, I think, will be all the writers who wrote 2,500 words on Jokic, Ishbia. They're not going to like that on their resumes down the road. But I think... Uh, they probably got the clicks, didn't they? They got the clicks. Because they pumped it out, especially on the athletic. It was a very time-sensitive topic. Uh, so they pumped it out. I think all sides happy. I, I, I guess I will say I'm a little surprised Ishbia didn't get any sort of fine. Once Jokic got it and they announced that, but <laughs> flopping fine. Well, like, yeah, <laughs> warning at least. I mean, I'm just shocked, but I mean, I don't care. And <laughs> they should have just fined him because he's got the money, like I said. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah this is great that they're not removing uh, a superstar from a pivotal game five. Okay, good. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Full complement of Nuggets shall be playing. I would like to see these two have a pregame handshake before game five. Oh, wouldn't that be court. nice? <laughs> Let's play ball. <laughs> Not you. You do. <laughs> you wonder- go sit and watch. I will play. I wonder because uh, it happened live during yesterday's podcast. Did Ishbia's tweet influence this at all? And and maybe the speed at which they announced it after he sort of tweeted, and then Dumars came out later and said, "Yeah, okay, we're not we're not suspending him." Because Ishbia, as we said, like was like, "Hey, come on." Just just play ball. Well, look, uh, Ishbia tweeted, we don't want anybody being suspended or fined, and he didn't get fined. (laughs) That's right. Jokic didn't tweet, and he got fined. Oh. (laughs) So we should have said something. Jokic doesn't even have a Twitter account. (laughs) (laughs) Should have activated one. I just want to say, I agree, no one should be fined. Just throwing it out there. Right, right, right. (laughs) Okay, well, let's move on. Uh, Some other news from that game. 
tonight. Uh, Suns guard Chris Paul, he will not play in Game 5 as he continues to recover from a groin injury. Now, he uh, appeared to suffer that injury with about five minutes left in the third quarter of Game 2 after going up for a defensive rebound. Kept him out of the lineup in Games 3 and 4 in Phoenix. Games they both win. Dare I ask the question, (laughs) are the Suns better without Chris Paul, at least versus the uh, Nuggets in the series? Or is that insane? Yeah, it's insane. They played a lot better at home, so I think there was that swing, the okay. supporting cast. And Chris Paul hasn't been himself. He's played seven quarters. He had one good one, really, uh, where he was uh, feeling it, where he was zipping around the one where he got injured. He was coming on. He had an eight-point third quarter. Then, boom, he goes down. But they uh, they need somebody to make shots. <laughs> it just helps that they've got the best player in the playoffs right now, Devin Booker. Right? It's, it's continues continue to cook. Then they had Landry Shamit's beard come in and help us. So, <laughs> right. I think that was the biggest difference. Uh, but Chris Paul should be taking all the time in the world here to get healthy. They do play a little faster, which I think has helped them out. Maybe again, that's just because that's they're book, back home in book Phoenix. Is booking yeah. it. Um, what do you think, Trey? Is that an insane question to ask? Are they better without Chris Paul right now? Well, they look better. <laughs> the results were better. Mm. But are they better? Probably, but it's hard to say. Uh, at the very least, it feels to me like they don't miss Chris Paul because it means Devin Booker just has the ball more. Devin Booker and Kevin Durant yeah. taking more possessions, that's good. And also, it puts a shooter on the court like Landry Shamit. though it's not like Suns fans were stoked to see Landry no. Shamit out there before he started <laughs> yeah, knocking down threes. Uh, if everybody else makes threes, then it doesn't matter uh, if Chris Paul misses game five. They can obviously survive without him, but I think you would rather just have another body. Um and, you know, Chris Paul, despite the fact he's not a great shooter anymore or a scorer or anything like that, he takes care of the ball. 11 yeah. assists to one turnover. Um, that could be a problem for Phoenix playing on the road. So maybe you'll miss his settle-down ability, but they can survive one more game without CP3. I, I, I think, think the hypothetical would be fun if the Suns somehow go into Denver and win that, their third in a row, and are up 3-2. And if Chris Paul could then play, hypothetically, in Game 6, what would Monty mm. Williams do then? Would you keep running with what's working? Again, this is assuming they would go on to win three in a row here. They'd have to win tonight. Uh, would you bring them off the bench? Would you say, you know what? Let's not even force it. Rest up for uh, a potential game, you know, uh, seven or potential next series. That uh, would be a big uh, or at least an interesting dilemma there for Monty Williams and his son's organization. But Chris Paul's not playing tonight, and uh, I'm very excited for this pivotal game five uh, between the Nuggets and the Suns. Okay, we got some uh, more um, hardware. I, wait, do they get anything for these? All rookies? They, they give them a little plaque or they something? They should get like one of those clear plaques. Yeah. I don't know what they get, though. Okay. We had some accolades. Uh, Magic forward Paolo Bancaro, uh, the rookie of the year, and jazz center Walker Kessler and OKC forward Jalen Williams, the other two finalists for that award. They were all named to the NBA's all-rookie first team on Monday afternoon. Pacers guard Benedict Matherin and Kings forward Keegan Murray joined them on the first team. If you're on YouTube, we got a slick graphic there from at NBA PR. Uh, your first team. Uh, as for the B squad, Pistons guard, Jaden Ivey, his teammate, Jalen Duran, Spurs forward, Jeremy Sohan, Rockets forwards, Jabari Smith Jr. and Tari Eason made up the all-rookie second team. So 10 youngins making the uh, all-rookie first and second team. There we have a voting breakdown here too if you want to look at numbers. <laughs> oh, you know, a lot of votes at the end for a bunch of other guys there. Um, uh, you know, Andrew Nemhard, pretty close, very close uh, to making that that second team. But do you have a do you have a snub here, Tass, or a surprise when it comes to uh, 
these two squads or who's on it or who didn't make it? Well, yeah, Nemhard not making it. AJ Griffin sort of falling off with the Hawks. Thought he'd be a part of the rotation for ever and ever and ever. He kind of fell off. And Shaden Sharp, all deserving in a, in a different way. Shaden Sharp probably the one uh, who stands out the most. But you got a Taris and you got a Sohan. Can't be angry about it. But all those guys, I thought, uh, specifically Sharp. I know it's not just the highlight dunks. Uh, the guy was a key part of the rotation at times. So, Well, at the end of one. the season when they gave him a chance and he got a lot of minutes, he was putting up big big numbers but can't say for a majority of the season uh yeah. but what do you you have a snub or oh, those are the two big names yeah. Shaden sharp seventh in total points eighth in minutes so you think maybe he's a top 10 rookie i don't know andrew nemhard seventh in minutes ninth in points but i don't really think people are watching the pacers point guard defense which would be his main selling point so yeah you could consider those guys snubs but i think pretty solid teams here yeah. i was happy to see eason and uh sohan make the second team yeah, it feels like the only thing people were maybe upset about, particularly Pistons fans, I guess, that, that Ivy wasn't on the first team. Sure. Uh, you know, ahead of a, a Matherin, maybe a Murray or something like that. Uh, there was some some upset Pistons fans about that. But you're right. When then you get into the second team, and it feels like there's like eight or nine guys that are you know, more more than deserving to be on there, or at least in the running. And you saw the voting breakdown and a lot of them getting some love. Um, this was a fun question from Hollinger at The Athletic, I thought. Who do you think could take the biggest leap in the second season from this rookie crop here? Ivy's a great one, uh, even though he had a really good season. As soon as he has Cade Cunningham playing beside him and he doesn't have as much ball handling responsibility, just somebody to take the load off and he can just be a scorer, I think he can be a really, really efficient fourth quarter scorer. Cade loves to give the ball up. He's a very willing guy, but he could take over in the fourth too. They are going to make a good combo one day. So even though he had a solid year, uh, and I think that, I think him on the second team was totally fine. Matherin was fantastic. Keegan Murray was fantastic. Those are two guys you'd probably uh, bump him over. He has room to grow. It was, it was He a- got better and better as the yeah. season went on. Now, yeah, is a part of that because the Pistons are, like, falling out of picture, you know, any sort of playoff picture, and there's he definitely got more opportunity, but I thought he got better. Yeah. And that's just great as a point guard, too, um, sort of learning the game, the speed of that, uh, yep. what they're playing at the pro level. That's a good one. Ivy's a good pick. Do you have anyone else? Well, two guys I like that didn't make the team, Christian Brown and A.J. Griffin. I'm with you. I thought A.J. Griffin would be a bigger piece, but barely got to taste the court at all in the playoffs. Shot 39% from three. Seems like a good player, though, if maybe a little flammable on defense. And Christian Brown, I don't know that he'll ever take a huge leap, but I think it's pretty impressive the way he stayed in the rotation basically the entire year uh, for the Nuggets, being an energy guy, a defender, and a surprising dunk dude. Uh, biggest leap in his second season has got to be Chet Holmgren. He's going to be on the court Ooh. and cannot wait to see what that guy looks Ooh. like. I'd also toss a little sauce on uh, maybe Jabari Smith Jr. as a guy who yep. could pop. He got better, too. He got better, and it seems like the Rockets are going to be moving towards a more professional team. If he gets some veterans around him, guys who like to pass the ball, that will be beneficial to the style he plays. Good calls. A.J. Griffin, still only 19 years old uh, here on the Hawks. Is he youngest dude in the draft? I think he might have been. Yeah. At least he, up there. I mean, he turns 20 yeah, in late August. Him or Durin, right? They're both. Oh, Durin, yeah, Durin, I think, Durin was the guy. I think Durin was the guy. So um, Chet Holmgren can pull off the Ben Simmons, right? Yeah, Miss he could. Miss a year. He could. Yeah. Well, Blake did it, B. too. Roy. It'll be tough against Wembenyama, but we shall see. Mm. Who else? Did Blake do that, right? Didn't play his rookie year? Yeah. He didn't, yeah. And, then, and he uh, won it, right? Yeah, I think so. Simmons uh, versus yeah. Mitchell. That was a big one. Yeah. And then Embiid was in the race against Malcolm Brogdon, but 
Didn't play a lot. Right, 31 games. I think. <laughs> 31 games, buddy. Uh, 31 games in three Pretty seasons. dominant 31 <laughs> games, and people were like, maybe he should win. Um, we will find out the all-defensive teams later today. Yeah, the live baby. stream? Yeah, baby. We're At talking 2 bowls p.m. Again. Sort of interesting they do the, these afternoon uh, releases for, for these, like this week. <laughs> it's just a little strange. I mean, they don't want – they just I guess they don't even – like. They don't think it's that big of a deal to do it on TNT, like pregame or whatever, halftime. Is all NBA gonna be a bigger deal, or they're doing a it's two- that, that one's at night? Okay, okay. Yeah. okay, that's better, I guess. That's better, but it makes these awards second class awards. It does, about that. definitely does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are. They are. <laughs> yeah, but, it's like impossible to tell if they even get a trophy. I googled rookie all rookie <laughs> team trophy, and guess what? Rookie of the year, they get a trophy, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I did find one Evan Mobley one, but I'm unsure if it's real. Wow. Who knows? I want to. I want to. They gotta get a. Trophy. They gotta get. You get something. one for like player of the week, <laughs> right? Yeah. They don't give you one for all rookie team. We need to talk to Victor Solomon and see what he's up to. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, can you whip together another vase? Can you know, something in there? Uh, what do you get for a player of the week? You get a trophy? <laughs> I think you get like what we got when we won a synopsis. Like a little, you know, like that, the clear. Like that's what you're talking about. Kinda, the clear, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's ship one of those out every week, huh? Two of them. Two, <laughs> Two of those. Of them. Out. Yeah. Well, they, maybe uh, I think there is a thing. I think people always talk about like seeing it in people's. Uh, <laughs> So you're right? telling uh, me LeBron's got like maybe player of the month only. Of these, yeah, player maybe of the month. Player of the month. <laughs> and then what did the Hawks do when they all won it? Player of the month that one year, they yeah. share it. They let Damari Carroll keep it. <laughs> I think Corver wanted it. <laughs> he loves it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Damari, player of the month, they definitely get. Okay, that's funny. Damari yeah. Carroll, recent guest on Thanalysis, Thanasis Adetokounmpo's <laughs> podcast. Okay, tune in. <laughs> Okay. Uh, we have, well, I subscribe. <laughs> obviously. Obviously, uh, we you had the idea a couple months ago because everybody's got a podcast. Yep. It sure feels like some of these could be fake. Like you know, Duncan Robinson's got a podcast. Thanasis Dedekumpo has a podcast. There, Theo, there was a Theo great Pinson Theo Benson has Theo a podcast. That was the one where I was like, "What?" Yeah. So there, there was also a great one sent to us. I won't mention it because it's, a, it's such a great segment idea. But that one even got yeah, me. That Theo, that's a Theo Pinson category. But it's a real podcast. It's right? real, right? Did uh, you check. <laughs> is it like, is it was like Cole Swider? Cole Swider. <laughs> it's not what... a baseball pitch. It's not a baseball player. That's Cole like when. Uh, remember when? Who the hell are you talking? about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lakers. He's, he's like a Lakers two-way guy. Oh my but it's God. like when Kobe and Powell were running things for the Lakers. Remember, it became a story that DJ Benga had a like a Hollywood agent. Yeah, same thing. Cole Swider's got a podcast. Wow. So, or does he? He does. He does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Cole Swider. Yeah, but like weekly. <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't man. It's a, it doesn't. I, I, I didn't. I only subscribe to Finalysis. Okay. I'm not sure. It's <laughs> okay. a good one. <laughs> we got to take our final break. It's going to be a quick break. And when Cole we come Swider. back, a very fun tweet of the night where we have uh, a poll for everybody to chime in on. So don't go anywhere. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams, trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class, 
or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy, and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Uh, Happy belated birthday to Cole Swider, who turned 24 years old yesterday. Wow. And we did a little fact-checking. Cole Swider taking the podcast game very seriously. So he's podcasting once a week throughout the entire season. He didn't miss a week, I don't think. Didn't take off holidays. I'm going to check this podcast. Or he pre-recorded for the holidays. (laughs) Good work. Good work. Uh, Doing it with his, uh, what, his Syracuse teammate, Patty Casey? Is that his name? (laughs) Sounds like a fake name. Patty Casey. <laughs> I bet they're... Cole safe. Swider and Patty Casey sound like two baseball players. Like <laughs> totally, totally. Totally. Cole and Patty. Cole and Patty talking sliders. Sliders with Swider. Turning two. Uh, all right, good on him. Looked like he had a couple uh, you know, Lakers players on throughout the season. Wenyan Gabriel. Uh, good get. Looked, looked like a Austin guest. Austin Reeves recently. There you go. There wow. you go. Maybe Lakers fans are all over this. They probably he are. He played, what, seven, seven games for Lakers this year. Not a lot of minutes. Really, one game he played it. <laughs> yeah, 25-minute game. <laughs> yes. But good on him. The Cole Swider Podcast. Here's a little shout-out to you. Um, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet, uh, tweet of the Night going to uh, our good friend Tom Habistro of Meadowlark Media. He had a fun tweet up with a poll yesterday that I wanted to get your, your guys' take on. The question was, how do you like your shooting percentages to be served? <laughs> what is this, pack your knives? Um, so far in the playoffs, wrote Tom. Colicchio? <laughs> so far in the playoffs, oh, Devin Booker is averaging 36.8 points on dot, 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 four options here from Tom. 61.7 field goal percentage, 1.42 points per shot. 
<laughs> we got the splits here. So basically, if I'm rounding up, 62% from the floor, 51 from three, 87 at the line shooting, or 71.1% true shooting percentage. So how do you like to uh, put into uh, context Devin Booker's incredible playoff run here? Which one would you pick? Trey, you got a good answer? Because I... <laughs> I, I I I don't know about a good. I, well, what's, what's well I mean, there's my 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 opinion is the the one point four two points per shot too sophisticated for me. Okay, I mean that's that's too high end. Uh, I do love the true shooting percentage over seventy percent is fantastic. Um, but that when you're just throwing out the three numbers there with the the, the field goal. Three point and free throw. That's cheating. Those are diff. That's a different option to me. It's not really the same as saying this guy's field goal percentage versus his points per shot. Yeah, but it's giving versus you uh, his you true know, shooting three percentage. Le- three level score. What's uh, your favorite efficiency? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, a no good answer for me. What yeah, would you pick? I voted. I voted. For so did I. Straight, straight up field goal percentage. <laughs> did he make it? That's all I care about. But then I wish I had take backsies because I would probably actually go for field goal three point. Free throw. That was slashes, vote. but guess what? You don't need free throw percentage. Mm. I would just go field goal three-point percent, which I guess is what you get <laughs> for true shooting percentage. But I refuse to do math. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Ain't no way I'm doing math. I was so good at it in high school. They said, you never need to do it again. Wow. And I took that to heart. What a brag. You were yeah. good. No. Oh. But I took all the requirements, so I didn't have to take it in college. Oh, that's And smart. then I started talking about sports. <laughs> 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 Here's another thing I like about stats. When you list things, points, rebounds, assists, that's the way it goes, right? I agree. Last <laughs> night, Steph Curry was balling. He was at, say, 20 points, 9 rebounds, 9 assists. He was at 20-something, 9 and 9. Yep. Brian Anderson was calling it. Curry, now at 20 points, 9 rebounds, 9 assists. He comes down. He gets an assist. Curry, now at 20, 10 and 9. Ooh. Ooh. Because he, he went with the spot. next highest number. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it sounds better. Twenty ten and nine than twenty nine and ten. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. stay with the same pitter patter, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. that's just my opinion that's with fair. regards to numbers. That's fair. Hey, get a poll, a get math- a poll going uh, on that one. Uh, I voted for the uh, like like you were saying. The, I, I like the slashes. I like to Slash the, the three level scoring there. I mean, nearly 62 from the floor. Wow. 51 from three. Wow. And then, yeah, the, the free throws are thrown in there. I They're love when it's in. over 90, though. You yeah. get very excited. You're like, oh, he's automatic. Uh, but I voted for that. And the poll results, as of right now, six days left to vote. Tom Haberstroh <laughs> wants a real good uh, number of votes in this. There's over 1,600 votes. 51.2% voting for the slashes. slashes Give me all man. three. Slash. Field goal, That's cheating free, to me. Free it's not the same evaluation. It's okay. not the same stat. It's a different stat. Coming in second. That's why it's number one. It's more information. Coming in second, your true shooting percentage. Really? Yeah, 22.8. Uh, then your old basic field goal percentage. And then nobody, well, 10% uh, wanted the 1.42 <laughs> points per shot. I like the idea <laughs> of it. And I do love relating shots to points. Like I think it's a big thing when you take more shots than points. Uh, but that's next level. Yeah. Division. <laughs> <laughs> Dividing things, man. Uh, Crazy. Good stuff there from our friend Tom Haberstroh, uh, at Tom Haberstroh on Twitter. A great follow, especially if you want to know who Scott Foster is officiating and all the breakdowns. He's all over this. Yeah, this exactly right. Thing. Yeah. Uh, Scotty Tuhati was calling Lakers Warriors last night. I guess the extender didn't have it. 
Right, shorten the series. <laughs> yeah. Although, yeah, Steve Kerr was called call, call a foul on Anthony Davis, send Steph Curry to the line for three free throws mm. to win it. That would have been a classic Foster move. <laughs> mm. He was calling a lot of moving screens there in the, yeah, that's in the true. fourth that's quarter. True. The flops got the refing crew. I wouldn't. I don't know if those are all assigned to Foster. I'd have to go to the box score. <laughs> uh, but they were getting fooled a little bit. I thought. But it's nice to see a, a moving screen called at the same time. The Draymond one, that's a moving screen. Yeah, he, he sets the screen, then he moves. But they, they were called. <laughs> and then Lonnie Walker, I mean, what you should do is he's going to continue on his path trying to chase Clay and run into it and fall down. Oh, it has to be corrected. That's got to be There's called, a lot right? of moving screens out there. Yeah. But there are many called. Yeah, yeah. The, flop, the flops are getting, I mentioned Lowry in the Knicks game, the flops are getting the officials. Oh, have you seen the uh, World Wide Wob clip going mm. around? Oh, Lowry's, he's broken him. Obviously, he's, as a Knicks fan, he's in flop mode. Oh, he's uh, he says, <laughs> I I don't want to misquote my guy, Worldwide Wob Rob. He said <laughs> Kyle Lowry has ruined the game of basketball. <laughs> <laughs> the sport of basketball is cooked. <laughs> Lowry got him. Lowry gets to everybody in the end. He even got to R.J. Barrett. I pulled this quote because I thought it was hilarious. Barrett was talking post games. He said, "I give him credit. They're working hard. They got guys falling every possession. They're getting calls. They're getting rebounds. They're playing hard. We played hard as well. That's how you do it." That's how you criticize flopping. <laughs> just throw it in the middle of a bunch of other things and it just flies right by. Yeah, they're flopping all the time. They're playing hard. We love it. <laughs> I guess Steve Kerr had some similar like quotes too, yeah. like the Lakers, the gamesmanship. He used that gamesmanship. word. Gamesmanship. That's nice another one. word for like, yeah. oh, you're you're grifting. You're trying to just get the officials, like you're flopping, you're, you know, embellishing. Gamesmanship is what mm-hmm. Kerr said. Gamesmanship. Uh, all right, we'll see what impact that has on any of those uh, series moving forward. Two on tonight. Pivotal Game 5s, Sixers, Celtics, Suns, Nuggets, both on TNT. We'll be here tomorrow to break them all down. 10 a.m. Eastern, live from the Classic Factory. Hit the like button. Please hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe and share the show with your friends. And hey, you podcast listeners, you leave your boys a five-star rating and review. And we love you to death. (laughs) Clever Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, if you haven't used your Twitter account in years, you might want to go save it, because it's going to be purged. It's the word out there. Yeah. just Purge, you... purge, purge. The purge, purge is the, the word. word. I said, a purge, 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 and the purge is the Embrace word. Embrace your tweets, that's, people. Yeah. That's how Elon should have announced it, <laughs> yeah. just like that.